0: Welcome back to the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined again by Emily and Isabel. And before we get started, we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you on the inaugural Disney Cruise Line Blog Group Cruise, sailing the Disney Dream, June 2019, as well as the Disney Cruise Line Blog Group Cruise 2, which we just announced, sailing the Disney Magic in February of 2020. All the details can be found on our website. We now return to part two of our seven-night Mediterranean cruise trip report podcast. Last week, we discussed our arrival in Barcelona, embarkation day, our day at sea, Naples, and Rome. We're going to pick up now with our day in Livorno.
1: And the next day was Livorno, so yet another port
0: day. Ah, Livorno. Florence. (laughs) Florence.
1: So this, this was another port that... We um, were dependent guests. We were dependent guests today. Said to the family, you know, this is where Isabel wanted to do the um, Leaning Tower of Pisa. And we could certainly do that on our own. Absolutely no problem. However, I wanted to go... We were in Tuscany. So when in Tuscany, you go to a winery. So Scott was all for it. Isabel's is cool with that kind of stuff so we b- disney actually offered shocking i was very excited um, a tour that was a winery as well as pisa and it wasn't expensive it was a decent um, it was a decent price and so and it included lunch so we thought sure we'll we'll book it we'll give it a whirl Um, At this point, we did two ports on our own and two ports with Disney, uh, with tours. So, um, yeah, and we could have, the other option was to do um, Pisa on our own or Disney had another one that was just to the tower. Um, But then you have to, it's in a triangle from the port, so you have to go to the winery and then to Pisa and then back. It's not... We could have managed, but this was this was easy, and and as I said, it it wasn't expensive. The price was fair. How, how do you,
0: do you remember how much it was? Uh, I don't think I have ever written yeah, down, but the port adventure is called Tori Alsenia Estate and Tower of Pisa. It's LV one hundred. Let's see if it's still available for next summer. Hey, wow. It was $159 for ages 10 and up, $144 ages eight to nine, seven to seven. They listed
1: as an athletic tour. That's kind of funny.
0: Oh, there's some walking if you climb Pisa. Oh my gosh. That's athletic.
1: So, um, we hopped on a, uh, bus to the winery. Our guide was adorable. He loved Disney. He was a hoot. He was singing songs. He, he was an
0: amazing, like club host or yes. cruise director. He was great. Val.
1: It started out with a horse-drawn carriage, which Isabel and I loved. We were actually in a different carriage than Scott.
0: No, we were in the same one. You were just up front, and I was dragging my feet
1: because you were taking my photos. But we—they gave us a tour, and we had a blast. That we went through the vineyards. They do a lot of olive oil making, so there were the olive um, wrong plants. Yeah, it was, that was really cool to go around their, um, to go around their farm. Um, then they, there was a four course wine tasting with food. Um, the only complaint I have is that it was so slow. There was so much time, um, in between, you know, their courses, which were like little appetizers. They did charcuterie, you know, with cheese and bread and, um, you know, the stuff was enjoyable. It was just
0: uh, a little bit long. The time spent would have been fine if the glasses were being refilled. Yeah,
1: they, they were not giving you a whole bunch of wine, although we were at a table with um, the gal that has to go on the Disney port adventure with you, and she couldn't drink, so <laughs> she was kind enough to get her glass full and, and give it to Scott and I, and at one point, we they filled Isabel's glass without even saying anything, which was also funny, because one in Europe. Um, but Regardless, the wine was delicious. We ordered a case to ship home. Um, you know, Scott and I laughed because we didn't really bring any souvenirs from anywhere. We didn't, there were no trinkets. There were no, so our souvenir was a case of wine. So we, we did a mix and match. They did have some deals where you could get free shipping and things like that, but it was more important to us to just get
0: what we wanted.
1: Varieties of, of what, you know, different things.
0: How long did it take to get to our house? Like 2 weeks after we got home? A
1: little bit longer than that. Three. Yeah, about 3.
0: It was delivered in the it was packaged up in styrofoam. Not a Not a issue. On the box. No, it was perfect. Within Would it, highly do it again. Within a month it arrived on our doorstep. I think FedEx brought it to us. We house. still
1: have half of the case left, which is pretty good restraint for the Sanders. Yeah. So pretty oh. impressive. So we did that. It was it was lovely. Um, they had a little gift shop and things and um, you know, remember, too, that you can also bring back wine to the ship. So a lot of people were, they also had beer. So people were bringing wine and beer back to the ship. Um, I don't know that there were a bunch of people that were um, buying cases, but some people were buying um, were buying things. So then he took us to Pisa. You know, I, Isabel wanted to see this, but it's a touristy thing. We all were wanted to do it. We we had to do, Isabel and I did the pose where you're holding up the tower. Um the thing is, is there's not much around
0: Pizza. There's shops. There's a subway.
1: But at the outside of Pisa, it's kind of like residential. And, mm-hmm.
0: and there's no, we parked like, it was a 10-minute walk from where the bus parked into like the area around the tower. And there's, just for frame of reference, you're walking from the bus stop. And once you get there, there is a cruise-friendly restaurant <sighs> gift shop with complimentary restrooms for cruise passengers yeah but that place was expensive it, yeah and you know we looked around they had some gelato there we thought i mean we're gonna but yeah it was it was uh tourist prices it didn't seem to be one of those you know local places which you know we had time we had some time to walk around so we went down one of the side streets and found a uh, place to get some gelato and espresso
1: And the espresso was fantastic because you can't really mess up espresso, but the gelato was not even remotely as close to being as good as what we had in Rome at that family place. And this for the first time when I could kind of tell what they were talking about when they said that they're not freshly made, not every place has a freshly made. Isabel wanted Nutella flavor, and it was like a vanilla with maybe some Nutella's for, I don't know, Isabel. was not what they had at the other place at all. Um, but I mean, Scott and I could drink espresso all day too. I mean, that was, that's delightful. So, um, yeah, we went, we walked around the shops. Isabel got a shirt. Um, you know, you, you get a ticket to return.
0: Think of it as like Like fast pass pass where you're given a return time. Uh, however, with being, this is an organized Disney port adventure, our group had a predetermined uh, time to climb up the tower of Pisa, which is based on, you know, when we were arriving as a group. So, you know, we were, we already had our slot for the day essentially. And so our guide went and kind of arranged our time, which gave us about that 30 minute period to walk around beforehand. And then we all reconvened outside the tower, which, you know, it's a line you go through security. You can take, your bags, right? Or I remember leaving my bag. No, no you, you can't. Ta- yeah, that's right. Thanks, Isabel. You have to uh, put your bags and stuff in lockers, which they had in a uh, kind of visitor center or the ticket place. Uh, I don't know if they were complimentary lockers or if you had to. No, because
1: we left ours in the bus because yeah. Val told us in advance that we were going to have to do right. this and there was nothing that
0: we felt we needed yeah, in that time. He's like, your stuff safe on the bus? We're like, yeah, all right, I'd rather fine. just and it was. Live um, here and not have to worry about checking stuff. And so climbing
1: it, the tower was really cool. I, we all liked it. Isabel, it had a good time. The it, view
0: is gorgeous. It's <laughs> weird. The weirdest thing about leaning tower of Pisa is you're walking uphill and downhill while walking up and down the tower, based on the way that it's slanted. It's the strangest thing.
1: Yeah, there were people that were having a hard time with it too. It's. Because it makes you kind of feel dizzy because yeah. it messes with your
0: equilibrium. Your, your mind is like, I'm, I'm climbing, but I'm currently walking downhill. But wait, now I'm climbing back uphill. It's strange. The nice thing is, unlike, say, what we experienced in Rome, while there were a lot of people in the area, with the timing of everything, they only let 30 people go up at a time. Uh, maybe like every 15 to 30 minutes was... They'd let a new group in. But once you're up at the top, there's nobody forcing you to go down. Like if, you know, you had all the time in the world, you could stay up there all day. Right. Uh, so it was very nice. And it, it needs to be that way because of the stairwells. And Oh, yeah. It's, they're narrow. It's
1: hard to pass people.
0: Yeah, it's one of those you have to, you know, work to pass some, you know, going both ways. So it was fun. It's. It may be the cliche thing to do in Pisa, but it was cool to go to the top. Totally. I mean, I, it was fun. It's, you know, check that off your list of things you want to see in life. kind of Exactly.
1: Funny. And the um, drive back from the tower was a little bit shorter than the drive to the winery. So they take you out to the winery first, which is nice because you get your lunch there. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think lunch was like, I don't know, quarter to 11, but for the Sanders family, that's about our time. Yeah, but
0: it turned into karaoke on the bus. I remember that one. Oh,
1: yeah. It was.
0: I wanted quiet time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, back to the ship. Clean up the uge.
0: Uh, you the lantern know. menu and Rapunzel's for dinner. The birthday celebration. We
1: did actually go see a show. Well, uh, no, because first we did more
0: laundry. And trivia. In trivia. We Which, did go see a show. Tisa's trivia is not easy.
1: No, Tisa's... And she doesn't give She doesn't you, mess around.
0: No, she doesn't. No hints.
1: Um, we saw Hector's Magic because we are big fans of the variety groups and he was in the Walt Disney Theater. So we were like, of course. Um, and then to bed because our last porte day um, was coming up the next day. And this was another one where... Um, I specifically booked through Disney Cruise Line because I wanted to go to the city of Ez, um, which is a little medieval town. Um, so the the tour that we booked was um, Monaco, Monte Carlo, and Eze. V 4 To be perfectly honest with you, I don't. I don't think any of us feel this way. I have to ever go back to Monaco or Monte Carlo. Um, they the best part was. Sitting in the French, um, the little streets that were in Monaco um, had awesome shops and places to eat. So I loved having the lunch there, drinking our rose, yeah. eating crepes. But
0: um, our first stop was in Monaco. Yeah. It was right after the Grand Prix. So it was very cool to see the race course still kind of set up. They were tearing down the guard rails from. Agree. So it was kind of neat to see something that that's a worldwide. Right, you
1: know. Oh, that wasn't first, Scott. We went to the prince's oh. place first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went, we went there going? first. We went to Monte Carlo first because we went to the...
0: No. No. It's Monaco.
1: It's Monaco. Oh, it's yeah, Monaco. yeah, that's right because he's the prince of Monaco. Okay. And
0: yeah, so it was cool. Oh, well, this is a
1: who, Scott you, Scott, you have to tell this story.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we, the first thing, it's, it was eye-opening. We parked in a parking garage for buses. That alone was eye-opening because all the roads are, uh, say you go there and you rent a car, you can't drive on the roads. It's only for the local business owners and residents that can actually go on the roads and they're narrow, they're <laughs> like one way. So it's, it's not really drivable. Um, also, this town is about money.
1: So she was like, oh, this is where Bono's house is and this is where the yachts go and this is the... Um, you know, it's not like it's full of rich history. I mean, it was fine. It was, it was clean. This. C- yeah, this. Oh boy. Was it clean gorge? I mean, we saw a nice cathedral.
0: St. Nicholas Cathedral. Where, yeah. Uh, the former or the former prince and princesses are entombed along with a former. Or Grace former? Kelly, right? Yeah. Princess yeah. of Monaco, Grace Kelly. Yeah. And after that, we is a, is the group progressed towards the prince's palace. Uh, which I can't remember the flag status. Was he out of town? They were still doing the changing of the garden nonetheless. And we got to see that. And, you know, because we were on a tour, we had our tour group. There were two lines to go in, like a general standby line again and a tour group line. The general standby line when we got there was not an operation because they were still letting tour groups in our tour guide got us up. She spoke with the lady uh, working at the palace security gate or not security gate but the entrance where guests go in and you go through security and you were allowed to take bags they did the metal detectors uh, i think they saw an x-ray in there but all of a sudden you know half of our half of our you know the people on our bus tour group you know Pluto or whatever it was half of our group got in and she the the palace you know person in charge of the line closed the line off and said we can't let any more tour groups in we're we're opening the standby line yep and our give her credit our tour you know group leader you know guide she she gave her peace of her mind and tried but i mean it's, it is what it is she wasn't letting us in and it was like we I mean, all looked at each other and we were like do you guys want to do this anyway yeah. and Isabel was like well, i'm first, hungry first of all i i wasn't i was looking for an excuse not to go in
1: what about you, Isabel? Were you super excited to go see the Prince's house? No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I—I I mean, this
1: is the kind of stuff that you get when you book. And I mean, not every excursion that you go on has everything that you want. But I—I I didn't really care for this part at all. Could have skipped this part, but you know, it's—it is what it is. The <laughs> cathedral was gorgeous. She gave us time to walk around. We asked her. We were like. What time do we have to meet back? (laughs) She told us. (laughs) 12.45.
0: So we ditched the line, and we went over and found a restaurant and had a nice crepe lunch.
1: The guy was amazing. He was chatting with us. We ordered a bottle of wine. We got sparkling water. We had crepes. The crepes were um, savory crepes. So um, Isabel and Scott, I think, had like... um, Isabel, didn't yours have like tomato sauce in it and... Mozzarella cheese and like mine, had, yeah, mine had mushrooms and cheese and it was phenomenal. I, I Amazing. And then we wanted to go get uh, macaroons. So we walked around and to more go espresso. and more espresso. But the thing is, is that, you know, we were like we're in we're in France now. So I didn't want to get pizza. You know, I didn't want to get a sandwich. So we, you know.
0: We sort of got pizza crepes over on this side. Oh, you guys.
1: But still, it was a crepe nonetheless. Now, I will tell you that the cost was definitely different than what we had been paying in Italy. Yeah. Because this lunch with three crepes and a... uh, You pay for water, which is fine. Um, We bought a bottle of sparkling water. We drank the whole thing, and we probably could have went through two or three more. Um, This was about 90 euros. So it was a little more costly, but well worth it. We went to... um, the post office and sent postcards. And then we got macaroons and espresso. And (laughs) in true Sanders fashion.
0: We climbed back on the bus at 1244.
1: And the tour guide was waiting out there. And, of course, we were the last three left. And I told her, I said, you said 1245. And she goes, nope, you guys are just fine.
0: All the eyeballs staring at us as we get on and immediately pull out. I'm sorry, this is... If you want me there earlier, tell me earlier. I will comply.
1: Yeah, and she was cool. She was cool. But you know what? They were probably bored after going to the prince's house, just saying. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they were like, get us out of here. So um, then we went to Monte Carlo, and that was very neat. We walked some of the track, and um, but then the time was um, you could go into the casino, which you know kids can't go into shops. There was Cafe du Paris, and, I mean, they wouldn't even let Isabel go into the restroom outside of the casino. Um, so, and so
0: eh. She got kicked off the stairs, to the hotel. I,
1: I, the thing is, is that, um, the, 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 all that aside, the stores that are, like, super exciting, we have those at the Mall at Millennia. You know, Versace, all those. Okay, I guess it's nice. It's pretty. Um, but... The like the espresso at Cafe de Paris was eight bucks, so
0: Starbucks thinks that's funny.
1: <laughs> so we we just walked around, and uh, this time we got back to the bus ridiculously well, early.
0: Wh- why we're back on that subject? Restrooms were hard to come by for families at that point. Yeah. So, at where the bus parked, there was a restroom for you know kids were fully welcomed. Right. And, you know, so it was a dud for us, but, you know, not to mean it's not a, it was cool to still kind of go there and see those places, you know, see places that, you know, are in movies.
1: Again, we could have probably had more time in Monaco in the streets and the shops Mm -hmm. and less time in Monte Carlo because this wasn't something that a a lot of people, I would say, enjoyed either or more time in Es. So I,
0: I don't think that we were. It was just one of those that you kind of there really wasn't anything to see yeah i mean you can walk in the places walk out of the places and yeah monaco
1: had that pretty park to go through well, even at
0: cafe du, dupree it was still a long line i mean of yeah. people waiting to get in so you would have sucked up a lot of time just to go in there and get a coffee i mean just to say, i mean our guide was like funny you want a coffee that will be the most expensive coffee you'll ever have in your life but at least you can say you had coffee there of thing.
1: and surprisingly Scott did not which is unlike him but
0: I don't want to stand on the line
1: so then we were all kind of anticipating the you know crown jewel which was the medieval village of Ez
0: well crown jewel for us because we it's one of the things we it's where we really wanted to go that day
1: so I was so excited it was great I loved it I wish we had more time there I could have had a whole day there um, there were I could have eaten there um,
0: I think going back I'd like to just go there for the day and Ethan yeah it was great it was so so great um isabel
1: what did you think of ez
0: super cute
1: it was super cute
0: um what do you think about walking around ez
1: yeah. a lot of uphill? But but you weren't bothered by the terrain, terrain. though it wasn't no. too steep or too bricky or you know you it know, was a beautiful view it was great yeah the view was great there i yeah it was awesome yeah. Um so yeah this was uh as was great you can go to the post to see a lot of pictures but um you know we it would have been cool to you know ha- stop at a cafe or or something there um they had these beautiful gardens um that that's definitely it's another place that I could go back to very highly recommend um loved loved as so we went back to the uh, the bus and and that was that. That was that for the day.
0: We did get to stop off in like an overlook to see the uh, magic kind of photo op. You know the f- yeah the photo op.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was yeah, it was foggy at that point too, wasn't it? Or it was it starting was, to get rainy. The rain was day. starting to move in. It
0: looked pretty cool though. I yeah. uh, guess of note, the tender was about a fifteen minute jaunt from the uh, dock to the. Bu- ship. Yeah. Vice versa. Um, so keep that in mind if you're kind of planning things on your own, uh, the timing and be aware of, you know, the last, uh, tender of the day back to the ship. If you're kind of hanging out on your own. Um, that was kind of our time. and Yeah,
1: we, we had dinner and then Isabel went to the, uh, clubs and Scott and I went to, uh, promenade lounge and called it a night because again, you're, you know, so these are long, ported events of intensive days, which we knew and that's fine. Um, but it is kind of nice that you start and end your vacation with sea days. So, uh, you know, the sea day, we
0: are kind of left it up to Isabel. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to, you know, your G- call. It's the end of the trip. It was really two things. Another day hanging out at the pool or do stuff, you know around the sh- activities around the ship and really the weather you know, at least for us was l- was a little chilly on the pool deck so and Isabel didn't really get to do a lot of the stuff you know act a lot of the activities uh, around the ship so
1: and we are actually we enjoy doing the trivias and as many cruises as we've been on they're different and Plus, you we don't
0: memorize them, which I know some of you do. Don't don't even try that.
1: But Isabel likes, I mean, we do movie quotes. We do the Disney trivias. We do, didn't we, wasn't that the day we did the origami? Oh, yes. We yeah. St-
0: we started out with like back-to-back trivia, origami.
1: Oh, yeah, we had a good time.
0: Oh. Uh, I mean, then we went to another trivia.
1: Oh, that was, then didn't we go back on deck for pizza and they had like.
0: Shawarma and pizza. But that was the zucchini pizza day. Yeah, but best lunch is the classic ships with the shawarma.
1: I know, the shawarma's good.
0: And some ball sauce, which they warn you that might be too spicy for you, and then we laugh at them. It's the spiciest thing you can find on the ship.
1: So after lunch, Isabel, you know, decided that she um, wanted to go hang out in the lab, which was fine. So Scott and I decided that we were going to, Head over to the Quiet Cove, but ah, the
0: Quiet Cove.
1: Holy cow! The Quiet Cove was the loudest cove. Right. It was louder at the Quiet Cove than it was around the pool deck for the kids' pool deck, the family area. Not even area.
0: remotely joking. It was like we went back to the family area because it was quiet. I mean, it was quieter. It was crazy. Everybody was just sitting there, laying in the pool, watching Wreck It Ralph on Funnel Vision. No. Back over in the Quiet Cove, somebody allowed a group of people to go pop bottles of Malay <laughs> in the pool, and which coincidentally, they bought the Malay out on the ship. On
1: e- even, even our server uh, at the uh, adult area, the, the Quiet Cove, Signals, I'm sorry, that's a good, the name was, was kind of like apologetic, like, you know, sorry, it's really loud today. And Scott and I were like, mm, it's fine. I mean, you know, so for those of you who are like, eh, you know, we want an adult area cruise without kids, you can have it because the adults are often louder and act like children.
0: (laughs) Honestly, walking through the quiet cove at other times across all the other ships, this was the first time I've seen it like that.
1: Well, it was also packed. It was packed. I've never seen the quiet cove as packed as that, though.
0: As the bartender told us, there is this one group who is purchased all the bottles of moe they did and they had it in the pool which i don't know how that was allowed but it was so there was extenuating circumstances and you know we w- weren't the only he, the bartender did mention other guests have complained about this group but so neither here nor there
1: then just to keep scott uh, after his quiet cove got ruined with the crabbiest we had isabel meet us to see solo which neither of them wanted to see but no. i uh forced them question mark to go there but guess what everybody enjoyed it what are you going to do it was great so um we packed we had dinner and isabel did her last hurrah on the club and we went to talk to our our folks um you know you always meet a, a few extra f- people whether it be a server Keys, a bartender yeah we had our folks we did our quote unquote say goodbyes and and that was the end of that so um, yeah we had a that was lovely the next day was going to be a uh, another long day of travel because you you well, know gain all this time going to Europe and then you lose all the time. Going back to the States. We got
0: off the ship and went directly to the airport. Yeah. Which wasn't, which without traffic, we were at the airport in almost no time. We uh, actually circling back to embarkation day because we got there so early, we noticed there was a long line of people waiting for cabs and taxis and we had an, er what time was our flight? Like.
1: It was earlier than Disney recommends, yeah, but I don't think it was early. It was 1150 yeah. or something like that. But Disney doesn't want you to leave before one. I'm, I think don't quote me on that. W-
0: whatever it is. Yeah. Like Emily's saying, it's one of those Disney doesn't frowns upon timing. So we're like, okay, just to be on the safe side, let's get off early off the ship early so we can go and get in this line. Cause the line. I mean, it was backed up and you know, people with luggage so you, you know, we have our luggage and not every car can accommodate everybody. So it's one of those, we didn't want to be stuck in this line forever and ended up missing our flight because we got to check in. We got to go through security and all that jazz at the airport. So, uh, we were there, you know, we wanted to be outside in line before eight fifteen at the latest. We skipped, we just went to Cabana's for the final breakfast. Cause Let's see you real soon. Breakfast is, you know, not always at the most appropriate times, depending on your uh, seating. And I don't know. We were outside by like 745. The best thing about Barcelona is you're not going through customs after the cruise. You just go into the terminal, and grab your luggage and leave. Yeah, that's so nice. So that was, I mean, that's a breeze. Uh, I remember that happening in Dover, but I didn't even, it didn't even, com- I didn't even comprehend it at the time. But that's that helps speed things up and you know being that early, like eight twenty, we we're probably the only ones, you know, waiting for a taxi at that time. So we were taking you know, we kinda just walked up, taxi came, piled our stuff in the back and we were off to the airport, which was only you know, without traffic at this time of day was only fifteen minute fifteen, twenty minute drive to the airport versus, you know, that twenty to thirty minute drive. But
1: we got there so early that we couldn't even check our bags. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine. This is where you're in the Scott comfort zone because he does not like even remotely cutting it close except when we're getting back on a bus at 1244 for 1245.
0: I like to be in places early and wait versus getting there late and rushing. But
1: it was just so funny because we were there so absurdly early that they weren't even checking our luggage yet, which was fine because we had espresso. Yeah. And looked around some shops in the airport, read books.
0: Well, Most importantly, though, once we were able to check in and proceed through security, which we were able to go and uh, get our VAT refund, mm. value-added Barcelona
1: security was terrible, yeah, too. Yeah, it was, it was a mess. Oh, that was
0: bad. Uh, actually, we lucked out because where we were going was not was probably where still it was a twenty percent cro- of the crowd was going. If so we had
1: to have made it by a certain time, it yeah. would have been very a nail biter.
0: Yeah. Definitely it worked out being early there. Uh, it gave us a chance to go and do our VAT refund, which took all of like five minutes. Yeah. They put it back in your credit card. Disney Cruise Line makes it real easy because these are taxes that you're paying when you buy stuff on board the ship yep. in the gift shop. Uh you have to like spend what a hundred dollars on one receipt there was a minimum you could and it it wasn't like your cruise total spending like in the gift shop on certain items it was on a single purchase so if you're thinking about buying something when you're on a cruise where they're charging a VAT think you want to buy it all at once on one receipt so you can get the VAT refund because if we were to say buy the individual items throughout the course of the cruise is where you just walking through the shops we, we
1: we did we went back we bought all our stuff and then isabel got a book um a puzzle book mm-hmm. um from like where they have the novels and stuff which i think was only 8 bucks but 10 it was okay 10 but we paid the vat on it which again wasn't the end of the well, world we paid but the vat on
0: everything regardless but
1: had we have gotten it the first time we would have been able to get that VAT refunded. So, I mean, it wasn't
0: a big deal, but. But you fill out the form on the ship, they p- give it, they send it to your stateroom, and then that's just what you take to the little kiosk in the airport. And I'm sure there's, it's called the Global Blue tax free refunds. And they, you know what, put it on our, you know, credit it to our give, our. Uh, yeah, they card. ask you
1: if you want cash, which they give you in euros. And since we were going back to the US, I didn't want euros. So I just had them put it on credit card they don't care what it is i mean you can give them whatever card and put it on there it's not the car that you used or anything like that it's just, it's very easy and it was right there i mean it was like it's a, its immediate so
0: it's good so it as early as we were to the barcelona airport the, our flight to paris was n- we were at the gate and so was everybody else but guess what there was no plane waiting for us to go it was delayed coming into barcelona so you know we're kind of sitting there like all right we've got a series of connecting flights today and this is the first one and you know or you know this delay is not sitting well with me and i'm getting stressed out in line plane finally comes but we didn't get to charles de gaulle until like this time our next flight was taking off
1: yeah because then when we got to charles de gaulle we had to wait for a gate we were sitting oh there.
0: Yeah. We got to Charles de Gaulle on time. However, there was, there was no gate for us to get <laughs> there off There was the no gate. So we're like, ah. Yeah, and there stressed. was a
1: ton of people on ours that were waiting for connecting flights as well. One guy was a pilot and he was like. Um,
0: My watch is telling me that I have an elevated heart rate and I haven't been doing anything for 10 minutes. Yeah, that
1: was crazy. Plus, you have to go through customs twice there. Yeah.
0: Luckily, and this is why I'm, ta- why I'm spending the time talking about this. Brian from Air France is the savior for all of us involved. There was another flight that had an issue that was coming in late due to you know from overseen, Greece or something like Greece that. that had this connecting. We were all getting on this flight at Charles de Gaulle to go to Boston, yeah, and so we had this transatlantic flight. There was our flight with about maybe ten families or
1: I think there was seven like seventeen people total. Yeah. He said that's why he Between waited two
0: flights and this Brian he like he had the iPad with the said you know which well, i
1: happened to just see i was like scott that's our flight number
0: yeah we were waiting in line for customs and all of a sudden we see this guy with the iPad and we're like uh, we get, we go over and ask him he's like yeah yeah we so we joined that group cuz we are like safety and numbers kind of thing dude's working for air france but like well let
1: me just let me just preface this really quick i booked everything through delta it's not like i did one of these crazy okay i'm going to get us to airport from from Orlando to Airport B and this price. And then I'm going to book this to this. No, I did not do that. I booked through Delta. It was some crazy, you know, in the morning. Um, I happened to just search for a flight because I was kind of stalking it um, every like third morning or so just to see if there were any flights released or if prices went down. Saw this series of flights to, to and so I booked to Barcelona and home. Um, yes, it's two layovers, but sometimes it's worth it because I'd have to look back and see how much I paid, but it was and it, and it included two bags each to check or one one bag each. It doesn't matter. It was it included baggage. It was insanely cheap. We had no problem getting to Barcelona at all um, from our our connections, at not even remotely. And coming back, we didn't think we were, because Delta books you. It's not like they give you 15 minutes in between. So we were going from Barcelona to Charles de Gaulle um, on June, J-O-O-N. That's their little, like, Europe hopper. Then the big flight was the Airbus, um, Air France flight uh, to Boston. And then we took just a Delta plane from Boston to Orlando. And I know you guys are thinking, oh, that's crazy, but... In the end, savings is worth it. It was worth it, but this because there were so many of us. I mean, this this Air France Airbus was three seats, three seats, three seats across. It was a big plane with a ton of people. So, to have seventeen of us, I mean, I told Scott this restored my humanity in the airline industry because they waited for all of us. He backdoored us through everything.
0: Brian fought with customs the security people at the airport and be like i need you guys to he got them to open up a whole line just for us and then there the was processes. a bus that we
1: took that was like, like. from because we had to go to a different terminal um from ex- june to air france
0: he expedite like he was our concierge essentially he expedited every possible thing he could and we he got us to our gate
1: and i'm pretty sure that the flight only left like wasn't it only like fifteen to thirty yeah, minutes late? We
0: we were in our seats and we we're still kind of we still waited around a little longer for some stragglers. And
1: but. we were just so happy to tell anybody. You know, Scott used social media to just let them know that this was fantastic because at a time when I'm usually the calm one, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to miss our flight. Like this is this is a dangerous situation that we we've." I mean, one time I think that we were we cut it close, um, or may it c- could have been just me. But there was a time that I, I re- recall. You know, there was a little bit of sweating going on.
0: But and really, going home, it's okay to miss. The I mean, it would have been okay, right? Because you're not. An- but then you miss busy. your other connection. Yeah. It's
1: a whole thing. And you're how much does it home. cost? And but so this.
0: Your luggage. It's not like you're.
1: And your luggage exactly, Isabel. So th- and that was the other thing. Our luggage made it home too. Right. So it was <laughs> it was perfect. So Brian at Air France, yeah, I just happened to look over and say, oh my God, Scott, that's our flight number. And he's holding an iPad with our flight number. And we and
0: were like the McAllisters running through the airport. It's exactly what we were, were like. like. And we're like, do not lose sight of Brian. And like wh-
1: But the wh- funny thing is, is you can't stop for anything at this point. So if you had to pee, too bad. If you wanted a macaroon, pass. There was no espresso for the Sanders. There were, we were walking past all these shops. We're kind of giggling because we would have normally been like, Oof. we were joking. Oh, had we had the time? No time. Go. Right now. So we got on the flight. The Air France flight was incredible. You get uh, you, meals. They they served you breakfast. I wasn't even hungry because the flight, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, that was the movies. Wine's free. The free. Yeah, you get champagne as an uh. Uh, aperitif.
0: We're like looking at this other couple on the way over. And we're like, they drank a whole bottle of wine. How much
1: are they spending on this flight? And then they're like, no, no, it's included. And we're like, wait, what? We just but they, but it was real champagne, too. <laughs> it wasn't like Cava or sparkling wine. And I'm like, they're just giving this away. And there's here's extra bread. It was a hoot. So hi- I highly recommend Air France for any of you that need to fly back and forth to your Air France was amazing. And then the funny part was was that we got to Boston, we had a ton of time. Yeah. We had a ton of time. It was super easy. We did have to stop at the Delta desk so that we could get pre check stamped on our, um, stamped on our boarding passes because it it doesn't carry over. Um,
0: this is where, this again is where it was awesome to have global entry because we were, I don't know, of everybody that was on that flight, we were probably less, less than 10% of the entire flight had global entry. So there's only maybe a handful, of, like one or two other people in front of us walking through that line. So we sped right through there and we were off to our next gate. And oh, we, were, we
1: were walking around to gift shops. We were just chilling. And then our flight back to Orlando from Boston, which is usually full of. Vacationers. Happy I think there were probably like fifteen of us on that plane. Yeah, it was so They'd empty. We could have all had a row to ourselves. This, the flight attendants were in the best moods because they were. That was their home flight. Like Orlando was their home.
0: It was like yeah, because we got back to Orlando at like ten o'clock.
1: They were like yeah, we're here for the night, and um, they were happy. Please we switch
0: seats. You get a you get extra snacks. You, you get, get a, extra snacks. You get a row. <laughs> they.
1: I mean, after our harrowing experience at Charles de Gaulle several hours earlier we were just so happy to just chill and um and our luggage made it and that that's probably one of the best flights I've ever been on was just like here what do you guys want you oh sure you can have 10 of these and you know every everybody was in a good mood and it was a very good experience. I, I enjoy Boston's airport. As much as I absolutely despised JFK, I'm sorry for all of new, you New Yorkers that th- might like it, but um, man, Boston was a, a dream. That was so great to go through, you know, coming from Charles de Gaulle. So um, yeah, that was, We I mean, you essentially you come back in one day and it's all those hours. So, you know, you, you get up and you leave the ship at 745. We got on a flight at one one something or no it was eleven fifty. so like by noon but it's a, a, a lot of hours mm-hmm. so you know you get there at 11 but really it's been or we got in at like 10 or 11 and it's been all these hours so you know we were pretty tired but um yeah it was good it was a good time
0: and we had our personal driver eric picking us up at the airport which was awesome thank you eric all in all the mediterranean itinerary do again
1: sure yeah heck yeah I mean, I would love to go to Pompeii, to Florence. Um, there's a lot that we didn't Capri? see. Capri? Sure.
0: Legitimately just scratched the surface in these places. It's, it's not like a, like a Caribbean port where, you know, it's, you see kind of like the main.
1: You could even go back to Rome and do other things. Yeah. You don't have to go back to the Vatican. I mean, yeah,
0: definitely. You could probably go in the Colosseum. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it was it was an awesome itinerary. Uh definitely would recommend and I thought it was we had a lot of fun and we were exhausted so we could have used an extra sea day I don't know those 10 night sailings with more ports <laughs> I don't know if I could physically take it <laughs> without any more sea days so that kind of ra- that wraps up our uh, podcast on bars on the Mediterranean cruise excuse me uh, if you have any questions about this itinerary or anything we did in the ports uh, let us know in the comments, uh, social medias. Feel free to send me an email or whatever, and uh, we'll get back to you on that. And thanks for listening. Have a question, comment, rumor, or just want to say hi? Call 321-765-3252 to leave a voicemail, and we just might include it in a future episode. You can reach us via the comments section on the website, email at contact at com, Twitter at the DCL Blog, and Facebook, facebook.com slash disneycruiselineblog.